Hello and welcome back to Brawler Bios. I'm your host, Brian, also known as Malorian, and this is a War Machine podcast that is all about the game at the 25-point level. So whether you're playing some good old Brawl Machine or some new Commandant, if you want to be playing the game there, you got to know the casters. So every single episode, we take a caster, we cover all of their rules and talk about them, we then go and make a potential list for the caster, and then we go on for the really fun part which is giving the grading. So does this caster have good answers? Does it have good questions? What's his personal output? Is it good for a new player? Is it good for an experienced player? So based on all these things, we get to a spot. I'm sure you have your own grades, but that's where like you actually look at a caster. It's fun to actually think about these things. Now, we are coming back to Mercenaries, and I gotta say, when I was wondering which one to do for Mercenaries, I thought, let's go to the Facebook page, the Scum and Villainy uh, Mercenary page, and I'm going to give it up to them. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put up a poll, and I'm going to ask them which one we should cover. And I had high hopes for my fellow Merc players, and yet, what do they vote for? Terminus. You know, classic mercenary caster on there. There's also things like, you know, Luck God threw on Haley 1, of course. So I'm just left here thinking like, come on guys, you're making us look bad in front of the real factions. All right, there. I'm sure I got some some uh, down votes and some unsubscribes and all those fun stuff, but let's actually jump into what actually was voted on that's a real thing for mercenaries, and that's going to be Captain Phineas Shea. Now, this is one of your pirate casters. It is kind of like the leader pirate caster. And yet, we're going to see that as we go through this, that might not be the best way to go. But before we get too far ahead of ourselves, let's just jump right into this. So, Captain Phineas Shea is a mercenary privateer war caster. It is going to be Focus 6, Speed 6, Strength 6, Mat 7, Rat 6, Defense 17, that's always a, a great one to see there, Armor 14, Command 8, we're going to be having 28 Warjack points, and then 16 boxes. Uh, otherwise, there's going to be the Aquatic rule on here, so for Aquatic, that really means that you can move through the water without any uh, penalty, and if you're completely within it, you're also going to get Concealment, so very rare that this will come up, but hey, you know, it's more of a fluffy thing that's being going to be on the card here. Uh, otherwise, we got a couple of weapons. The first one's the easy one, which is the hand cannon. So, <laughs> a basic range 12, POW 12 gun. You know, this is one of those older casters. It has very simple rules, um, but it also has a squall. So, this is its combat weapon, its melee weapon. It's range 1, P plus S 13 magical, but it also has beatback. So, Beatback says, immediately after a basic attack with this weapon is resolved, during this model's combat action, the enemy model can be pushed one inch directly away from the attacking model. After the enemy model is pushed, the attacking model can advance up to one inch directly towards it. So, again, this is something where, like, look, it has a little PAL-13 sword... There are some, a few situations where you can be doing something where if you're desperate, sure, you could 
like charge into something, hit something because you're out of range. So you hit its buddy, moved it an inch, moved an inch, and now I'm in range of it. That's never going to really be the thing. If you need to get an assassination with Phineas Shea, you're in a lot of trouble. Uh, this is actually more of a scenario thing that I see more so if when it's actually being used to some value, where if something is towing the zone, you'll notice that there is nothing here saying about base sizes. So even a big, huge heavy that has a, a tow in the zone, you charge in there, hit it with squad beat it back and like get out of my zone fool so that's not really you know that's not a bad thing at all plus there's no limit on this too right so you can go after one model and just hit and push and hit and push and hit and push so even if it's not just towing in even if it's like a good like three inches in you can get that thing out of there so a nice thing to have uh, otherwise let's jump to the back of the card and talk about the other special rules the first thing to talk about there at the very top is limited employment. Now, this just really says that this model can be included only in mercenary armies. And the only reason why you're seeing this on the card is because for some of the other mercenaries, because of two caster games, it'll let you know what other factions they can play for. So for some of them, if you're playing, you know, uh, Protectorate, uh, Menoth, you can be going and taking one Menoth caster and then one of these mercenary casters. That doesn't work for Shay. Shay will only be in a mercenary army, whether it is one caster, two caster, doesn't really matter how many. All right, the next thing on here is going to be groundwork. While knocked down, this model is not automatically hit by melee attacks, and its death is not reduced by being knocked down. And this is actually really important for Def 17 models. I've played my fair share of Kane and Ashland, and the times when you know you're going to lose is when you get knocked down, because pretty much all your defensive tech is into defense, and so if that goes to 5 or automatically being hit in combat, yeah, that's really, really bad. So having groundwork, you can still be knocked down, but you don't really suffer any of the negative things for being knocked down, so that's pretty great. Alright, you also have Sprint, so at the end of an activation in which it is destroyed or removed from play one or more enemy models with melee attacks, this model can immediately make a full advance, then its activation ends. This is another dream scenario where the idea is like you're charging in there, you're doing work, you're sprinting over here, again... Shay is not that combat powerhouse, so probably not what you're wanting to do. But uh, hey, it's on the card, and sometimes it might come up, so it's better than not being on the card. Alright, the newest thing we have on here from the last dynamic update is going to be Synergistic Magic. This model can gain power tokens. When this model destroys an enemy model with an attack, this model gains a power token. This model can spend power tokens to upkeep and cast upkeep spells as if they were focus. Now, you might be looking at this and saying, oh, well, there you go, Brian. You want to charge in, kill something, get a, a synergy counter token, a power token, and then sprint away. No, that's how you get yourself killed. If anything, you're going to stay back, stay safe, and if you ever see an opportunity, shoot something with your hand cannon and then be able to do it that way. Now, you could also do this by killing things through your, your magical attacks, but as we're going to see, there's not really a lot there for that. But do know that there are some upkeeps that we're going to be wanting to upkeep and cast, and so it's nice, again, to have this on the card. So, Whereas sometimes you're like, ah, should I really even bother with that hand cannon shot because it's not really the best? Well, at least here you have a little bit more incentive to kind of like stick your nose out and try and shoot something. 
All right, next thing on here then is going to be just the squall stuff that we already talked about. So let's now flip over and start talking about the spells. The first one here is going to be Blow the Man Down. It's a cost 3, range 8, POW 15 offensive spell, and it says, A model hit by Blow the Man Down becomes knocked down. On a critical hit, instead of suffering a normal damage roll, a non-incorporeal model hit is slammed d6 inches directly away from the spell's point of origin. Collateral damage from the slam is POW 15. This <laughs> is not a good spell for Shay. So... Let's, let's just get the main things out of here. We are only going to be focus six. That's it. So a lot of times, if you're shooting this at something, well, you probably is going to be high defense because the reason why you're doing this is trying to knock it down, right? That's usually a, a big reason to do this. So you're really going to need to boost to hit. And so that's a four focus investment to try and do this. Now, if you're trying to do this to try and get some real damage done, sure, it's a POW 15, but you better be sure that thing's being taken out because it's only range eight and we have no arc nodes here. So this is very, very dangerous. Again, maybe you can do something where you charge in, cast this spell, then hit and kill your target and sprint away. That's dreamland. Don't really assume that's going to happen. And the whole idea of slamming something, that's only on a critical hit. So even then, when you go and boost this, it's like a coin flip about whether this will work or not. And for using more than half your stack, that is a very risky thing to do. So I have played a lot of games of Shay, and I have never cast this spell actually no maybe i cast it once in desperation but that's how an infrequent this spell is going to come up all right next one is a good one though and that is coop domain it is a cost three range self spell and it says the spellcaster and friendly privateer models activating in its control range gain plus two inches of movement when advancing as part of their normal movement effective warjacks Affected Warjacks can charge without spending focus points and Coop Domain lasts for one turn. This is an expensive spell, but it can get you a lot of work from it. So obviously the key word in here is Privateer. If you want to get the most from this spell, this is really the pirate models. So you need to make sure there's lots of these privateers in there, whether it's a whole bunch of the pirates or whether a whole bunch of privateer jacks are actually in your, your battle group or actually anyone's battle group. It doesn't need to be their own, but you need to have a sufficient number in here to be getting the value. Now, do note that, I mean, if you do actually have like, you know, a, a few war jacks, that could be worth it right there because you're paying three for this spell, but that's already letting them charge for free. I mean, ignore the whole movement part, them going and charging for free, that is fantastic. I mean, that really means that that one focus that you could have given to them is now going to be just saved on them, right? So this actually allows you to get more attacks from jacks. Now, again, we're a little bit limited here in focus. We'll be talking about ways you can be helping with that. But in theory, you could cast this spell, send in a fully loaded jack, and instead of being like, okay, I lose one to the charge, now I have this for an extra attack. And of course, that extra movement part is also great. However, this is where it's going to be really directing you to be taking privateer models to actually make it work. But anyway, let's move on.
The next one is Flashing Blade. It is a cost one range self spell. The spellcaster immediately makes one basic attack with one of its melee weapons, and in this case you only have one, against each enemy model that is in its line of sight and that uh, is in its weapon's melee range. These attacks are simultaneous. Sure. I mean, again, we already talked about how you pretty much never want to be getting Shay in there, but hey, if you're desperate and you can get yourself within an inch of a whole bunch of models, yeah, I, I guess Flashing Blade, go for it. I mean, like, yeah, it's one of those spells where it's not a bad thing. I, I, I'm not going to say that I've never cast it almost, like, blow the man down. There's been a few more times where I need to kind of, like, clear out some infantry with this, but it's been really when my opponents made a big mistake and had them all grouped around that I could get in there, do a Flashing Blade, sprint out of there, but do not look at this and be like, yeah, this is a combat caster. That That's not the way this goes. Alright, now we still have a lot more spells here. We still got three more, and these last three are all fantastic. The next one is going to be Phantasm. It is a cost two, rain six, upkeep spell. So these last three are going to be the upkeeps we're going to be talking about. And it says, when target-friendly faction model slash unit is targeted by a range attack with a range greater than eight, the attack suffers minus five range to a minimum of eight. Models are not affected while out of formation. So this is another one that got a little bit tweaked with the last dynamic update. If you're looking at an old card, it won't be having that whole minimum of eight thing. That pretty much never comes up, but this is a fantastic spell. Uh, maybe you throw this on Shay. You know, if you're up against a lot of guns and you want to make it really hard for them to assassinate you, yeah, throw up Phantasm and minusing five range is massive. It's, it's hard to really uh, get it clearly across how big of a reduction this really is. I mean, you have people playing against Zadaroth where it's minus three and it's like, ooh, this, this hurts so much. Well, this is even more than that. Now, the thing is though, is that you can be putting this on something else. Feel free to put on this on something like a Colossal. Now, that doesn't affect in 25 points, unless we're talking about Commandant, but this is what we're talking about. We're like a very key model in your army. You throw this on here, and they're going to have a very hard time shooting it. It can even be on a unit, right? If you have a unit of pirates that are running up to start things up, sure, have Phantasm on there so that they can't be shot. You can do the math yourself, and then later on, you can swap things over. It is just a really good defensive spell to have. Now, the next one is a good offensive spell to have, and that is Storm Rager. This is a cost three, rain six, again, an upkeep, and it says target-friendly faction warrior model gains plus two strength, mat, and armor, and cannot be targeted by combined range attacks or combined melee attacks. Now, the first thing you're going to think to yourself is like, oh my god, Melorian, you're an idiot. Of course, Shay is a combat caster. Look at this. You're going to be casting Storm Rager on Shay, and now all of a sudden, you're going to be Mat 9. You're going to be P plus S 15. I mean, your defensive stats are going to be 17, 16. Yeah, now you're going to really do work. 
No. <laughs> I mean, maybe in desperation you might be doing something like that, but let's think a little bit better. If we're trying to do this Storm Rager, it'd be wonderful if I could put this on anything, but it has to be a warrior model. And there are some now very powerful warrior models. In the, in the old days, you might put this on like Hawk or something like that. No. Now you're putting these things on like Archons or the, the, the Boom Howler that is the one going in there doing a Thrasher and knocking everything down. If you're playing Commandant, maybe this goes on Asphyxious Unsanctified, right? Like, <laughs> this is just something where, like, these super solos that they've come out with in the last little while, you throw these things onto them, and they are amazing. I've seen these things go on things like the uh, the Menite Archon, and oh boy, that thing's going to go in and do work, right? So... Think of those things of where Storm Rager should go, not on your caster. Sure, in those desperation moments, maybe, but not normally. That should not be like the first thing goes on there. I think actually the only time, I'm going to change that. The only time you would put Storm Rager on Shea right away is if you're up against a combined range type list. So I think, again, if you saw range... Phantasm is better, but if there are something where they're going to be getting the jump on you, they can get that range, whatever it is, sure, maybe then to make sure that they can't get past your defense 17 by doing combined range onto you, okay, Storm Rager might be a good counterattack, but overall, no, that's not something for Shay. All right. Going to the last spell on here, we're going to be looking at Veil of Mists, which is a cost 2, uh, range self, AoE 4, upkeep spell and what it does is place a four inch aoe cloud effect anywhere completely within the spellcaster's control range the aoe does not block line of sight uh, for friendly faction models and while in the aoe friendly faction models gain pathfinder and can move through obstructions and other models if they have enough movement to move completely past them this is a very very interesting spell with many different applications. For one, you can be using this just to block regular line of sight, right? It's a big old cloud, especially in these smaller games. Something like this can be very impactful, right? In a larger 75 point game, one little cloud, look, there's a whole army. You might block it to some, but other things you're going to be able to see past it. In a smaller game, hey, your jack now can't see my jack, so I'm going to get the alpha. So this is very impactful just for the cloud. Now, let's also talk about that line of sight thing. It's a cloud that doesn't block line of sight for me. Now, that's going to be very important for something else I'm about to get into, but also remember that things like countercharge means that you can be putting a Toro or that Boom Howler 3 we're talking about on your side of the cloud, and if they run up and try and like hide on the other side, you can still see them and countercharge across. Now... This is also a Pathfinder out. So if you are needing to get Pathfinder, you don't have it as a spell that goes on a unit, but you just put this on that terrain, and as long as your models go and touch that AoE before they get into the terrain, well, then they have Pathfinder as they're going through it. So fantastic. And on top of that, you can use this for some very sneaky hijinks. So something where they think like, oh, I mean... 
There's a building in the way. They can't charge me anyway. Nope. You throw down this veil of mist and you can now charge through the building. As it said here, you can move through obstructions as long as you have the movement to get completely past them. So there's a lot of very sneaky things you can do here to try and, you know, make because so people thought that they were safe and then like, nope, you can still just charge right through and get to them. So really a very interesting spell and the better shade players are going to be really looking at this to really be trying to leverage their win so if you're looking to be taking this to the next level this is the spell you really should be focusing on all right now let's get to the last part of the cards which is going to be the feat which is godspeed so this one is Friendly faction models currently in Shay's control range immediately advance up to three inches. During this movement, affected models cannot be targeted by free strikes and gain Pathfinder. Now, there's a couple of very simple applications for this and then uh, a couple of sneaky ones. So, the very easy ones are, this is a threat extender. And note that whereas Coupe de Main said privateer models, this one did not. Whatever models you take, as long as they're mercenary models, they're going to get this 3-inch move. Other than some things that have some troubles with that, like the cannon, the Commodore cannon doesn't like this that much uh, because then it moves so it couldn't actually shoot. Or if it's something like the uh, Colossals or something, if you're doing Commandant, you can't move those. Okay, but literally everything else, you move it three inches and it's really a three inch little extender that you can be doing. Here's another thing you can be doing with this. This something that when you're already engaged can give you the charge. So basically, you just move three inches back and then charge right back in three inches. So even when you're engaged, this will help you get those three inches off. Now, that being said, there's also the sneaky things I was talking about. One of them is the idea that you can go and kind of fix your, your, your movement and your positioning if things are starting to get a little bit clumped up. So let's say uh, you have a very strong jack that I need to take out, and I can charge in a heavy, but it won't be enough to kill you, but then I'll be blocking my other heavy. So I can, I can only get one heavy onto you. Well, what I can do is charge in one heavy, do the damage, pop feet, move that one out of the way, and then get in there with the other one. So like positioning fixes is a, a really nice thing for this. I mean, again, if I don't need a three inch for the threat extender, maybe I'm going to be charging in with all these things and then use this to jam further in with my throwaway infantry and then move my uh, jacks further back to a safe location, right? Things like this are things I can be doing with this. Plus, we had talked about stuff where like hiding behind a building and then popping out for the charge this is another thing we could be using those three inches where maybe this alone will get you past that building so you can charge or maybe they thought like oh you don't have line of sight to me whatsoever you can't even get to me with that cloud well no i move up the three inches now i have line of sight then i throw down veil of mist and now i can move through that building and i can get to you so there's some really sneaky things you can get into this feat. It's a very simple one on at the first look, but there's a lot more depth once you start getting to it. All right, so that's everything that you're going to be seeing here on the card. Let's now go and talk about a list. And I got to say, usually the thing that people want to do when they see this pirate caster is they want to make a pirate list. And I got to tell you, I really feel that's a trap. 
whether we're talking about Brawl Machine or whether we're talking about Commandant, in both formats, a lot of people take options that shred infantry. And so your little Defense 13 armor paper pirates are not going to survive. And so there is the thought that you just want to go to get a one good alpha and then you don't care. But honestly, I think it's a trap and not the right way to go. So to me, the way that I'd be going is over to a regulars. A regulars has a lot more options and can really take you in a way that you're really using your your, your abilities, not in the way that's the meme, right? Not like, oh, we got to be pirates. Arr, you know, let's get in all the pirate things. No, I want to be trying to do this to be trying to get as much advantage as possible. So here's an example. In this list, what I threw in there is for my battle group, I took a Marner. So this is a great privateer jack that can take advantage of everything you want to do here as a thresher. It has a gun. It's going to be doing everything you need. Now, you have another 14 points in your warjack points. And to me, I like taking a mangler. It is not going to be one of those big, huge beaters. But now this is one that's just the same point as a Marner, has another Thresher attack, but it's stronger, charges for free. So even though Coupe de Main isn't giving it a free charge, it's getting a free charge anyway. And then it has an extra strong attack for its off attack and ignore shields. All those great things. Now, what I'm going to be taking for my free option is going to be Dezen Gubbin. This is just something because it's a gobber, and that's going to be leading to my next choice. And hey, you probably still want to get a little bit of shooting in there to try and kill off enemy solos or any sort of infantry they might have in the way. And as I said, I want to be using this to be getting Malvin and Mayhem. We had talked about how Phineas Shea is kind of tight on focus, so anywhere you can be putting in something in here that's supporting itself is great. And the three free focus you get on Melvin and Mayhem, fantastic. That's exactly what Shea wants. The biggest thing that Melvin and Mayhem kind of struggles with is like, sure, you can go get flight and plus two speed. Even then, sometimes that's not good enough to get the alpha. Well, hell, you know, add on the extra three inches from the feet and maybe even getting closer with the cloud. And yeah, you can pretty much definitely deliver Melvin and Mayhem and they are going to be hitting very hard. Finally, we're going to be having Boom Howler, the Destroyer. This is just a great inclusion because it can hide behind that cloud and threaten anything that wants to be getting close to you and is a very, very good spot to be putting on that Storm Rager, right? Going up to that Mat 9, the, the POW 15, but it's, it's 15 with really, you know, the, the Weapon Master because once you hit something, it's knocked down and then you're going to be able to be getting the extra damage with trash on it as well. So this thing is just going to be doing tons of work and with that extra armor, Armor as well, that's taking it up to armor 19. Yeah, this thing is like a little light that's going around just like crushing the world. So I'm loving it. So as you see there, you guys kind of get like this very non-pirate list that's all about, look, I'm going to get up there. I'm going to be utilizing my cloud. I'm going to pop feet. I'm going to get into your face and I'm going to crush you. And I think that's what Shay is really good at. Getting the alpha and getting a crushing alpha. Now, you could go pirates as well, and I think one of the main things you might be looking for if you do do pirates is, and that's be the Italian charter, is that then you can be taking the powder monkeys. However, because the FA rule in Brawl Machine, if you're doing Brawl Machine, you can only take the one monkey. So I'm pretty sure you can't even take that as the free choice. So that is, again, not very uh, a tempting offer. 
So there you go. That's a list you can be taking with Phineas Shea. Let's close this thing up by actually getting some good old grades. And the first grade we're going to be giving here is for answers. If I see someone skewing armor or uh, defense or something like that, what do I have that can actually answer these things? And there's not a lot. I mean, I can say that for high defense, I can do blow the man down and try and knock them down. Um, maybe I'm going to say for uh, high armor, I can put on Storm Rager onto one model. That's pretty weak. I think the biggest answer you're going to be having here is going to be to guns and long range. So what I mean by that is that you have Phantasm, which will be making a unit or a model have that minus five range. That's massive. And on top of that, you have that Veil of Miss to be able to be throwing down there as well to be controlling the line of sight. So that's something to it. Um, it's really just, as I said, against that anti-range, you have answers. And there's a few other things, but they're so weak. I don't, I don't know if they even really register on here. So I'm going to be giving this one, uh, let's give it like a C plus. I mean, there it is kind of good for their shooting, but you know, if they can see through clouds, part of it goes away. It's not great answers. It's something, but it's not great. All right, well, let's go on to the questions. What is Shay putting on the table that says, you need to deal with this thing I can do, otherwise I'm going to go and just, just destroy you, just run you right over. And to me, the biggest question that Shay is asking is, can you deal with my alpha? If I have privateer models, I am adding five inches of threat through my feet and my spell alone. Five inches of threat that is massive even if it's not a privateer model the three inches of threat from the feet is significant and then on top of that i have the cloud that could be adding so much more right you might be there right in my face and i don't care because if i put this cloud here you can't see me and if you walk up it's not enough to get in combat range with me so that can give me an even larger additional threat range onto this plus the shenanigans of being able to be like hey this, this is going to be a board with buildings and I'm going to be using all my tricks to go and get into you and smash you. And again, maybe I could out threat you normally, but now I'm going to be using terrain to my advantage as well. So to me, this is the largest thing that Shay has on its card and it's a very, very significant one, right? So it's not a lot of different things, but I think it's a powerful push in one area that you really want in every single game that it gives it a pretty good grade. I, I think I'm going to be giving this like a B plus, you know, this is not like a star, like, oh boy, you got to deal with this or else you're super screwed. Um, if they have some way of just like getting things in the way of you or locking you down with some sort of control that can get around it. But it is a very strong question to have. Now, let's talk about the one that we've probably already kind of spoiled, which is the personal output. Now, yes, you can go and you can put Storm Rager on there, but the idea here is that if it's coming to the end game and you need to either you need to go and take out a jack in order to try and win this game, can Shay do it? And even if you had the the foresight to put Storm Rager on you the previous turn, and then you upkept it so that you're going to be, you know, mat nine, which you usually don't need for like hitting a jack or something anyway. And then your POW 15, I mean, like that's the top end, right? Like maybe you're lucky to have other stuff, but you can't really also include, like, oh, what if you had 
had Regman and Hermit, right? Like, it just isn't here. So I think I'm going to be giving for personal output, like, a D+. I would almost think about making this a C-, minus, but I kind of feel like it's even like a trap. Like, you just, you just should never be trying to be killing things with Shay unless you're very, very desperate. All right, next thing here is going to be the grade for a new player. If a new player comes to me and says, Hey, Brian, I just started Brawl Machine. I'm going to be coming in and trying out Shay. Is this a good idea? Now, this is a very dangerous question because if they're a person that like loves pirates, hey, they're going to love this, this theme and this idea and they're going to run with it and have a great time. However, in general, taking your average person that just thinks that pirates are cool, uh, there's a lot of dangers here. Like I said, a lot of the things that you're dealing with on here take a lot of practice to try and make work right. And there's a lot of traps. So if you're the type of person that is just like, hey, I'm just going to go and pop my feet and get in there. Well, if you don't do it properly, you're kind of throwing models away. If you're like, hey, Phineas Shea wants to get in there, Storm Rager, sprint away, a lot of times you're going to end up getting yourself killed. So even though I usually like to defend 17 casters for new players because they're a little bit more resilient, this is one that I feel is very risky. It's not awful. It's not absolutely awful, but I do not think I'd recommend it unless they're a person that's like, yeah, pirates. I don't care what happens. I'm playing pirates and I'm loving it. So I think based on that, I'm going to give this more so like a C minus, you know, not the worst thing in the world. It's not going to be completely awful, but oh man, it's not something I'd really recommend. Now, what is my grade for experienced players? You know, I got somebody coming to a Brawl Machine tournament and they're saying, Brian, I am coming to this tournament. I bring Shay and I'm coming to win. I think they have a really good chance. Like I said, it's the experienced players. They're going to realize that you don't have to do the meme. You don't have to play pirates. You can take all these other things, use your clouds, use your threat advantage, really take those super solos and really just like pump them up, whether it's an Archon or, or something else. And I think they're going to do extremely well so extremely well that I also feel like this is a thing where th this is like an A minus. This is a, a great caster for trying to do that. That alpha ability in this small size of games is the type of thing that can be very hard to overcome. I mean, honestly, somebody comes up to you with a cloud and five inches of you know, advantage and threat, and they get the alpha and get to take out your battle group before you can do anything back to them. Yeah, in 25 points, that is crushing. So I think that this is a very strong option. I'm not going to go all the way to A+. plus. If Shea was a little bit more of a beater himself, then I think like, okay, there's even more there to try and close things out and really dominate it. But I mean, Shea is going to be more support when it comes to this. So that's what kind of holds it back. Otherwise, that's everything for this podcast. So Shay, uh, a great meme caster. If you love pirates, hey, pull out that pirate hat, pull out Shay. You're going to have a great time. But honestly, if you're the type of person that wants to get into Shay and wants to try and win some games, there's a lot of good stuff on here, even though it's an old card. And the stuff they brought in for the last dynamic update you know, it's kind of a wash, right? There's the Phantasm that kind of had a little bit of a nerf, but at the same time, you also have the synergistic magic that you might get from the odd gunshot. I don't know, but it's just a really great caster to be trying to use, and you're just going to have a great time charging across the field and catching people off guard. You know, like, oh, that Mariner? Oh, it just threats 10, right? 
No, it, it threats 15. And even if you threaten it further than me, there's a cloud in front of you. Yeah, it's really, really good. So there you have it. Thanks for listening. If you don't agree, please let me know. I always love talking to you guys. And otherwise, if there's another caster that you want me to do next, let me know your suggestions. Send to me the ones you want to hear, and I'll make sure that's what you get. We do this every two weeks. We're doing it for you, and I'm hoping you enjoy it. So that's everything for Brawler Bios, and we'll catch you again next time. Bye.